Pickaxe. カットリアクションゲームソニック・ザ・ヘッジホッグメガドライブから
just just repeated and yeah. the only difference is they, they they're marginally different as well yeah. they're not even majorly different no the, it's only the difficulty setting they notch up because mm. um, i don't know if you team know dark is the hardest yeah and then team rose is, is the, the easiest, easiest. And, and then, then sonic team... and chaotix are equal in difficulty yeah, but chaotix but does suffer a bit differently because they, they have that, missions yeah and that to be fair that's the only time they changed it up because sbo can go invin- invisible mm. which is a cool trait i'm like yeah. But no one else has a special trait, just SBO. Honestly, the, the the only good part of Sonic, the only decent, like, memorable part of Sonic Heroes is how badass Team Chaotix's theme is. Yes, yes. It's the only thing worth remembering. Uh, oh, no, I, I, I like Dark's theme as well. I do like Team Dark's theme. Mm, I, and they also incredibly, like, badly ruined Metal Sonic in that game. His storyline is terrible. I've never even got to him because I've never been able to get all the Chaos Emeralds on it. Oh, it's not worth it. No. It's lame. Um, anyway, the only other offshoot, and then we really should start with the film itself. Of course, today's film is Sonic the Hedgehog 2, if you hadn't gathered already. Um, the new release in the cinemas uh, that everyone else has already reviewed, and we will be behind by about a week. But go screw yourself. So the only other offshoot I was going to say is uh, our last episode was Video Game Earth Force. We did the April Fool's Day thing. That didn't go very, very well at all. No one seemed to give a toss uh, about a long-lost Halo film, nor did they seem to give a toss about Video Which, Game Earth Force. Doesn't that make you worry when you're saying to people there's a long-lost Halo film and no one cares? That doesn't say great things about the su- the potential success of the upcoming Halo series, does it? Uh, I mean, it's... it's yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about the Halo series because I don't really know much about it, other than it's it's being lambasted anyway. Is it? Yeah, they, they, basically Master- it's out in America now. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Master Chief takes his helmet off apparently halfway through episode one and never puts it back on. Oh, it's the Judge Dread problem no. that they had with Stallone, like yeah. where he, like he wears the ma- the yeah, helmet but- at the beginning and it's like, oh, this is like pure proper Judge yeah, Dredd, and then Stallone, he takes it off. And Stallone it- was a big named actor. Who's, who the fuck is playing Master Chief? Is it someone recognisable? No. Uh, I mean, keep the fucking helmet on. Well, to be fair to the to the to the actor, it'd be, it, hopefully it'll be a good boon for his career if he yeah. acts well in it. You know, regardless of the fact that because it's not his choice, it's obviously going to be a directorial or a script writing choice. But yeah, the fact that he took it off in episode one, and people were having a moan about that anyway. So like, he shouldn't have taken it off, but it was meant to make him endearing to a child. And then in episode two, apparently he just leaves it off. You're like, there's no reason for him to not be wearing it at this point. Anyway, but um, from Video Game Earth Force, please do go listen to that. There was a lot of effort put into that episode. Um, there's also a video version on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find video if you look up Video Game Is Movie it? Podcast. Yeah. There's a video. But we didn't film ourselves. Were you secretly recording me? I always secretly record you while you sleep. Um, <laughs> just put footage of you sleeping in bed. In various starfish positions. I slept walked last night. Did you? Mm. How do you know? Because, sidebar, <laughs> i tell you how I know. I always have two cushions in my bed. And one right? of them was in the toilet. No, nope, I woke up with three this morning. <laughs> so I've clearly gone to the living room in the middle of the night and picked up another one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, there were several characters uh, in that film, in Video Game Earth Force, uh, Master Chief, etc. And uh, I basically decided I was going to see which of these usernames were available as real gamer tags on Xbox. Weirdly enough, all but one were taken. So Master Chief, as you can imagine, would not be available anyway. Microsoft would probably preset that for themselves. Um, but 
you can imagine Fragmaster was taken. Mm. Okay. Athena was taken. Understandable. Narf 37 was taken. Yeah. I'm like, who the hell chose Narf 37? But there was one. There was one that was free. And I was grateful that this was the one that was free because it's the one that is, for me, the worst line of that film. Uh, there was a character who was called Papa Poo, and uh, the joke from Master Chief was, oh, no, no, what happened to Poo Poo? Oh, there's Poo Poo everywhere! When he gets blown up. Uh, and I now own Papa Poo as a gamer tag on Xbox Live. <laughs> so, uh, if we ever do any gaming-related stuff in future, that's an if, because it's not anything that's currently like hardcore in the pipeline. But if we were to do anything gaming-related, certainly with Xbox... We can now do it as as Papa Pooh from Video Game Earth Force. Wonderbar. How do you feel about that, Jamie? I'm not sure I care. Yeah, you don't want to be Papa Pooh? Not particularly. Mm. Okay, well, let's get <laughs> on with the film then. Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, as you recall, we, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did uh, the first Sonic the Hedgehog film, which had... Actually, I, I want to raise something right now. I don't think Sonic the Hedgehog 2 references breast milk or breastfeeding. It does not. It's the first Sonic film we've reviewed out of the three that does not reference breastfeeding in any way, shape, or form. How did it take this long? <laughs> it took three. Um, but yeah, so... There shouldn't be any. There shouldn't should be, be any should, Sonic yeah, films. It's, it's weird that we've, we've got three films and only one of them is oh. breastfeedingless. Um, but yeah, so Sonic the Hedgehog uh, 1 we reviewed uh, a couple of weeks ago. You can catch our review on that. And we likened it to... Um, Detective Pikachu in terms of its story development. I actually feel that this doesn't follow that same narrative flow. It's There was a moment where I thought it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, was I, was literally, like, oh, I literally rolled my eyes and was like, <laughs> if they're about to do this, yep. I'm never watching another Paramount <laughs> film again. So, But thankfully they averted it. Um, there's... Overall, no, we'll come to the overalls in a minute. So let's let's start with how the film starts. So Sonic the Hedgehog 2 starts basically where number one left off. Number one left off with Sonic having one, again, uh, living with Donut Lord in in his uh, roof. And you've got... George just realised, do you remember the first one? Yeah. We couldn't for the life of us remember Donut Lord's wife's name. Yes. I, I've just watched the second one and I still don't know her name. No, they did mention it. I think it's Maddie. Maddie, okay. I think it's Maddie. We're going with Maddie. So it starts where the first film leaves off, uh, where basically Eggman is stuck on the uh, Mushroom, Mushroom planet. planet which is clearly Mushroom Hill. You've got he's Sonic. He's reconnaissance. He's reconnaissance with uh, Agent Stone, who is a literal stone this time. And uh, Sonic is living in the roof of Donut Lord and his wife Maddie. And we also have Tails at the very end of the first film. Mm. Came through and went, oh, I've found him, finally. And he flies into Green Hill to find Sonic. Now, the only thing from that ending that's kind of been slightly retconned, though not really, is the arrival of Tails. Yes. Whereas it it's does... now later. Yeah, so the the... the the first film kind of makes it out as if Tails has arrived and the second film would start from Tails basically going, where's Sonic in the midst of Green Hill? He doesn't arrive until a little bit into the film. Uh, and it's not a spoiler. If you've seen the first one or heard anyone talk about the first film, you know Tails was in that anyway. And just one last thing, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the film and doesn't want it spoiled. Why are you listening to a full review of it? But uh, yeah, there will be spoilers. Yeah. So we start off on the Mushroom Planet. 
It's obviously been a bit of time. Robotnik has spent that time uh, doing multiple things, like trying to make mushroom drinks, like yeah. mushrooms drinkable, uh, things like that. But he's also built loads of contraptions, and he still has Sonic's quill that powered the flight ship that came with him when he got knocked into yeah. the mushroom planet. He uses the quill to open a portal. Yeah, and I think this is where he said... I think this is the bit where he said he actually had a reference to the classic science fiction movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. All right. Although I remember it more as a reference to Army of Darkness, which was itself referencing that film. Uh, when he opens the portal, he says, Klaatu Verata Nikto. All right, okay. Um, which is what the alien says in Day the Earth Stood Still. <laughs> and it's those are the three magic words that Ash is supposed to say when he picks up the Book of the Dead. But obviously, in Army of Darkness, which we watched a few yeah, months yeah, yeah. ago, he actually forgets the final word, <laughs> and it ends up being Klaatu Verato. <laughs> and it doesn't work for him, does it? No. Eggman actually has a few funny lines here, because uh, there was a dad joke that I actually liked, so okay. maybe I'm getting old, which was when he said um, something something along the lines of get the hell off this shiitake planet or something yes he did now here's the thing i i didn't like that joke but here's the reason why i didn't like that joke because actually it wasn't too bad a joke and it was well delivered by jim carrey i actually think jim carrey does a great job in this particular film in what apparently is his final film possibly he said he's open to retiring so i don't think he's yet decided um but it could well be his final role um but here's the irony that same line was used in video game Earth Force last week. What, shiitake of a planet? Yeah, well, using shiitake instead of shit. They didn't do it as well. No, oh, no, no. There's no way I'm comparing anyone in video game Earth Force to the acting talents of fucking Jim Carrey. But it's, at the same token, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I heard this a week ago. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And there was also another one that they did later on where they basically subvert a swear word and it's another line that was also in yeah. video game earth force so i think sonic the hedgehog 2's uh script writers obviously watched video game earth force Jesus and uh, no they didn't they absolutely didn't <laughs> i think that's one thing we can guarantee is that they weren't listening watching uh, video game earth force so he's built this massive contraption uh, on the top of this mushroom that makes it look more like a, a satellite dish. Yeah. And he uses that with Sonic's quill to open a portal, which looks like just a standard ring. Uh, it blows up and like, it, it, like, it has like this weird explosive effect, doesn't it? It knocks yeah. him out. And then the, the whole mushroom planet sort of goes to darkness. Yeah. And then the, the ring portal opens. Yeah, and what are these things that come through? I assume that they're other echidna. Well, I did at first, but then... But they we... look more human in shape. They're definitely not the same shape no, as Knuckles. They're more human in shape, and Knuckles later mentions he is the only echidna left, so they can't be echidnas. Yeah. I think they're other humans, but from an alien planet. Which, I'm wondering if that's a setup for something that happens in the third film? Maybe. Or they might... Mm, they didn't look very much like them, but it could be an allusion to... since. Okay, there's a sp- at the very end of this film, there is an after-scene teaser for the next one. Yeah. Uh, we'll come to that when it happens, but because of that character, these three that turn up and then Eggman dispatches using Agent Stone specifically mm. <laughs> in their face, um, I think they might be uh, like Agents of Doom, which was a character in... 
Well, it's going to give it away anyway. I did say spoiler alert. Oh, the game, Doom. Yeah, Black the, Doom. Black Doom, yeah. What are you doing, Shadow? Yeah. Why are you hurting my minions? Wow, do you actually think they're going to do that, though, for Sonic 3? I don't Black know, Doom? but, I mean, those are aliens from another planet. Yeah. Um, and those, whatever those humanoid characters are that were in the film, they never come back. No. They're clearly not Echidna. Because of the, both the reasons that we suggested, they're not the same shape as Knuckles, Although, and Knuckles states he's the last one. Although they must be from Sonic's planet, because Knuckles comes through that same portal. He follows them through, yeah, but I can't think of any other humanoids from Sonic's planet. That we've seen, to be fair, across the films we've barely seen any of Sonic's That's planet. That's true, but I mean, if they were going to have un- humanoids on his planet, you would have thought Eggman would have been one of them. And he's not. He's from Earth. This is Hollywood. Hollywood's not that smart. That's true enough. Okay, well, fair enough. Well, we get these three odd odd, odd guys walk through. They get battered by Eggman, uh, and then Knuckles appears and notices the quill. Yeah, voiced by Idris Elba. Idris Elba. And I have to say, I was very worried about Idris Elba actually being Knuckles in this. I think he does a phenomenal job. Oh, here we come for our first Smackdown. Oh, really? Um, I am not, I'm not impressed. With Idris Elba as Knuckles. What, do you, what didn't you like? Um, so there's bits that are fine. Yeah. But there are some key bits in the film where I don't think I have ever heard a voice actor sound so bored. It, you can literally hear in his voice that this is a paycheck. He mm, doesn't think, give a I, damn about the film. I itself. think that's how Idris Elba emotes. Maybe. I, I mean, I've not... never seen an Idris Elba film where he gives, like, a really huge gradiated emotional performance. No. He tends to be one of those... um, And actually, they reference it in the film. uh, But he tends to be one of those sort of internal actors. Yeah. So when he's, like, when he did... uh, What was that TV show he did in the UK? Luther. Luther. When he was in Luther, whenever he went through, like, sort of bad times and things like that, it wasn't like he'd be weeping in the street. But it wasn't... There wasn't a lot of reaction either. It was very much an internal pain that he would show. I just... And that's hard to convey via only voice. Yeah. Um, And I I think that's maybe how he was doing it. I don't think... To me, he didn't sound bored. Um, I just think there was parts where he was doing his usual type yeah. of inner emoting and it doesn't necessarily come across as clearly yeah. when you've only got dialogue to go I, with. I got used to him eventually, but there are several lines in it that sounded very much like they were one takers. Right. Um, as in he literally had the script in front of him and was like just firing off the line. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, it's sad to hear. I, I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't get that impression. Yeah, I um, was the, the the weakest part of the film for me is Idris Elba. Oh no! Well, no, 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 no. That's an exaggeration. The weakest part of the film is actually much bigger than that. Um, but I think yeah. I think you will agree with me on what the worst part. I of the liked film is. him. We'll get to it in a bit. Um, and I, without telling what happens at the end, the attempt at comedy from him at the end, I just hated. Oh, I really enjoyed I, that. Oh, oh, I didn't find it funny at all. I, uh, I found it funnier than some of the other things in this film. Um, yeah. yeah, there was there's a few elements in this film that I was just like, this shit again. Uh, and Knuckles was not one of those. Well, one of my biggest problems with the film, and this is one of my biggest problems with a lot of films now, this is one of my biggest problems on, I watched, during the pandemic, I watched Scoob, the modern, up-to-date Scooby-Doo film that came out during the pandemic. All right. Uh, which is if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, is trash because it's not Scooby-Doo. 
it's the Scooby-Doo characters put into a Marvel-style situation. It's a superhero film. And there there is a lot of superhero influence in this film. Well, and yeah, I mean, honestly, it makes sense within this context, though, because of what's been in Sonic since the beginning. Yeah, but honestly... Sonic was always a rip-off of Star Wars, really. What? The Death Egg is clearly yeah, yeah, the yeah. Death Star. You've but I'm got... all about superheroes, not Star Wars. No, I know, but st- like super, a lot of the modern superhero aesthetic comes from how Star Wars started sci-fi action. Right. Um, well, I, I, just I, think mean, I, I, I think it works with Sonic generally, that sort of action mold. I, for me, this is the worst decision in the film. Um, there's too much. And it might just be that I am getting to a point where I'm incredibly fed up of superhero films. Oh, I'm getting there with you. Um, I'm going to say it. This is a controversial opinion, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've had a few arguments online with people. The new Batman film. All these people acting like it's a bloody transcendent masterpiece i'm sorry i don't see it it's an okay you've actually watched it i, I watched, watched it in the cinema yeah i it's... haven't watched it because i can't be asked to watch yeah. a new batman yeah and it's not that i think this will be a bad batman or anything like that i've got no 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 opinion mm. one way or another in fact it looks quite good mm. i just can't be asked with yet another it's one an okay you've actually batman. seen it yeah you think it's okay it's okay everyone it's not amazing even those who liked it though the new batman a lot of those that i've heard from have said that i've always mentioned it's over long even if yeah. they really loved it. Yeah. And it's like, well, and what I didn't, okay. what I didn't need in this film. And this actually goes for the first one as well. Now, mm. uh, do you remember in our review for the first one? I mentioned, why is there all this talk of my power, my power that's yes. never been part of Sonic. That makes more sense now yes. uh, that that's what they're going for. I wasn't a fan of that. There's a, there's a part we get to later where they literally could have just not done a thing and still had the same end result. Yeah. But they wanted to put superpowers in it. Yes. And it pissed me off. Okay. Well, we'll come to that when we get there then. Um, I actually think one of the worst elements of this film has nothing to do with superpowers. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll come to that. Oh, I think it'll be the scene. There is a, there's a whole section of the film I would cut. Yes. If I was and I think, I think you and I are going to agree on that. Yeah. So anyway, so Knuckles has appeared. He's interested in the quill that Eggman has. That's part of, from Sonic, obviously, from the first film. And then we cut back to Earth. There's a, uh, a a series of cop cars chasing a what is obviously a bank a bank truck uh, yeah. that's been commandeered by several robbers, um, and as they're driving through, Sonic is watching from the rooftops uh, across the city and decides he's going to get involved. Dives down, uh, takes over the truck, and there's and hilarity ensues as he badly tries to bring the truck to a stop but yeah. somehow loses the brake and the the hostage is like you're bad at this yeah yeah the, <laughs> uh not giving him any praise whatsoever um yeah i was very um i, I don't know this it, this it, scene, it was what i expected i wouldn't say it was brilliant but it was, it yeah. was kind of what i expected I, I, I didn't like the obvious the the superhero influence on it mm. where it's oh he's just learning to fight crime because it's like that's not what sonic does sonic fights eggman he doesn't fight crime oh but eggman's a bit criminal isn't he? well yeah but do you know what i mean <laughs> i, I tell know you, what you mean he's, you he's, not, he's not trying to be batman yeah i tell you what's really surprising about these two sonic films that neither of them have gone with the obvious message, which the original Sonic arguably had, which is environmentalism. Yeah. Like, arguably, the early Sonic games were all... Because Eggman 
kidnaps animals. animals and uses them as a power source. Yeah. Yeah. They've not done that. And he roboticizes whole areas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was a really heavy theme in, like, the early comics and the early games and things like that. Yeah. I mean, you travel Uh, from Green Hill Zone all the way through to Scrap Brain. Yeah. And, like, as you go through, everything gets more and more industrial. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that they, yeah, haven't, they haven't done, done that for the that. film, especially in an age now where environmentalism is the big issue that it is. Yeah. But anyway... Um, Maybe they're I trying did, to not make it political? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. What I did like in this sequence is um, I thought it was quite a clever way Sonic gets around the problem is by literally taking the van apart. Yes, I thought, I thought that, that was quite cool. funny. Uh, though I will say, I have uh, a possible insert for worst line. Probably won't be now that I've seen the rest of the film. I just looked, jotted it down as I went along. Um, but uh, while he's trying to, when he decides he's going to take the van apart, he pulls out like an electric drill and he uh, starts unscrewing some of the bolts. But he says, "Don't panic. This is only a drill." I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh no." I don't, I don't it's get not it. the worst uh, to be fair I actually don't think it's the worst line now but it's I don't get it so because he's got a drill and it's meant to be like uh, the guys are like alarmed mm-hmm. and you know it's like don't worry don't panic don't run it's only a drill like a fire drill right and it's like yeah so he's it, it, tried to do that don't panic this is only a drill but he's got a literal electric drill to unscrew the bolts um, but yeah so I, I popped that in there he then returns to Green Hill um, and has to creep back into his room, and then in his drawer we see one of the f- one of Longclaw's feathers. It was interesting that they brought that character back in some degree in this film, um, and has like an emotional moment of reminiscence before basically plopping himself back into bed. Uh, and then he's forced to have to go and go fishing with James yeah, Marsden. The, the dog turns up again, licks his face. Yep. Uh, and so he's on the he's on the water with James Marsden. Now, actually, I like this scene. Uh, it's you know, don't get me wrong; it's not necessarily the most vital scene of the film, but I quite like the idea that Sonic, like James Marsden, becomes more like a father figure yeah, throughout so this film I, rather than a best friend. So I don't like this. I find the for me one of the one of the weakest parts in the film. Not in the sense that it ruins it; it doesn't ruin it. It just doesn't work, in my opinion is this whole father-son dynamic, especially when when you get to the bit at the end where he literally is saying to Son, like, you're our kid. I I, I wanted to throw up. It's it's disgusting. He's, it's honestly, it's on a level, for me, Mm. that is on the same level as in Sonic 06 when Sonic gets off with that. Uh, with a lease, yeah. it's fucking weird. I, it is a bit, I, 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 I much, will admit the the father son dynamic is a bit weird. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, I like the fact that they were friends. Like, yeah, because their, their, the their dynamic in the first one wasn't father son at all. No, that was much that was a much yeah. better dynamic. Um, I think they tried to make him a father figure instead of a friend because now we've got Sonic's real friends, Tails and Knuckles. It's like yeah. you didn't have to sideline James Marsden in order to make them his friends, though. Yeah, um, to so, be honest. But what I did like from it, though, was that uh, James Marsden reveals that uh, he basically knows that Sonic's been going out of an evening and fighting crime and tells him that he's not being a hero by doing that. He's endangering people. He says that being a hero requires him to think of others and his reckless behaviour is putting others in danger. You you realise this is just... I'm sorry to keep harping on the superhero influence, but you realise this is just a reworded version of the with great power comes great responsibility Uncle Ben's speech. But, I mean, for me, it works in this context. 
and I understand that the context is they've basically written a superhero intro, mm. but then it makes sense to have a superhero moral. This why they should. It. This why they should have killed James Marsden off, because then you could have. Oh, been, I like James Marsden. Because then you could have been like, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Uh, I, I like James Marsden. I'm actually not sure that you needed him in the film at all. To be no. honest, to be honest, I don't need human characters in my Sonic films. No, and certainly with more of the Sonic character, like in the first one, okay, you've only got Sonic and Eggman, but with more of them turning up, James Marsden's character, it did feel like. So we'll come to this in just a second, but basically, well, in, in, literally in just a second. So Sonic sends James Marsden and his wife uh, Maddie to Hawaii, um, and he uses one of his rings so that they can just walk through. They don't have to go through the airport or anything. Yeah. They just walk through the ring to get there. Um, and it did feel to me, I was like, oh, so this is where you're getting rid of those two characters to introduce Knuckles and yeah. Tails a bit more, which is a smart move. Yeah. It's a smart move in regards uh, to the film, but it did feel very much like, and you can sod off. Yeah. And I, now he- <laughs> I'll admit I found that scene fairly funny. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I don't have a problem with this scene. I just thought it was funny when I was watching yeah. it. I was like, yeah, this is clearly, fuck off, James Marsden. We'll see you I, later. I kept, I kept looking at how happy that golden retriever was to be wearing some glasses oh it was definitely <laughs> having the time of its life with those chains on um but yeah so tails then appears so this is oh yeah this is so this is the first time that i rent went a bit uh, on the film uh and it's just because it's stereotypical it's not actually badly done or anything like that uh sonic has a house party to himself yeah. and that like, makes a huge tremendous mess and you know does does the bit from that tom cruise film where he slides in, in yeah just uh, shirt. uh jerry Maguire. Is it Jerry Maguire? I'm sure it? it's Jerry no, Maguire. No, I don't think it's Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is the show me the money. Oh, no, it's... Um, um, oh, God, easy, something easy. Yeah. Anyway, everyone knows what we're talking about. The bit where he's... I know, but now I feel like we're done. We're meant to be film fans. Yeah. And I knew it yesterday. when he Because when he did it, I went, hey! Yeah, yeah. And, and then in my head went, who's getting that reference? Like, the audience this is aimed at. It's the, it's, I'm guessing that's for the parents. But, yeah, it's, it's just like... <laughs> is it easy money? That's what I was thinking, but I don't think he's I got a thing called easy money. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Everyone knows what we're talking about. The bit where Tom Cruise slides in in just pants in the and pink a shirt. shirt yeah. yeah. And then turns around and starts singing towards yeah. the camera. Sonic does that. And it's like all of the tropes that you would do. Again, and the, Risky business. Risky business. <laughs> that would have yes. bugged me the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sonic does that. And, and to be like, it's well done. Yeah. It's not badly done. It's not like you... You've, you know, but it's just... Oh, here we go again. It's I've seen this scene a million yeah. times. And there him, was nothing him doing, unique about it. Him styling his spikes like hair, I was a bit like, I'm not sure that's how spikes work. I don't, I mean, I don't it, think it, they're it, flexible enough that you could no. turn them into an afro. To be fair, though, the, the flexibility of Sonic Spikes has always just been sort of whatever. Yeah. It's never... So like, I, I don't going to begrudge them that. It just seems... It's just because it's, it's so done before. Yeah. I've seen it a million times. Um, so this is where Tails now canonically appears, unlike at the end of the first film, it seems. He canonically appears. This time he's got a backpack, a little yellow backpack, um, and he's been tracking Sonic. Basically does the same thing as the the end sequence of twenty uh, the the, uh, the first film. Says, oh, here he is. I think I found him. And then he flies towards Green Hill. Um, we then go to Mean Bean Coffee Shop, uh, which is a reference to uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, uh, which it literally becomes later on, but mm. without the beans. 
now, anyone who doesn't know what Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine is, I probably won't be able to help you too much. It was a Mega Drive game. It was a puzzler, kind of akin to Tetris, but it doesn't play exactly the same. Mm. Um, it is actually a westernized version of a game called Puyu Pop, or Puyu Puyu. Uh, and you can get... Those still exist. I've, I mean, I've just got... Um, Puyo Pop versus Tetris 2 right. on my Xbox One. Um, so they are still going with the series, but yeah. um, basically it was a game where you had to match up coloured beans. Yeah, and you're playing against computer <laughs> enemies. Yeah. Um, I've played it. I've played Mean Bean Machine. It's mm. it's fine. It's all right. It's, it is. Yeah, it's not a standout game, but it's not a bad game. And we find out that the Mean Bean inside the Mean Bean shop is... Uh, the actual Agent Stone, not the rock that Robotnik's been carrying around with him in the Mushroom World. Yeah. The real man himself. And he's been doing little lattes with in the shape of Robotnik's face. Like, he's clearly in love with the dude. Yeah. So, like, in the first t- film, it's, it just seemed to be, like, stupid adorate like doting adoration in this one they've turned it into like an actual romance like it's very much smithers and mr burns from the yeah. simpsons it's kind of yeah. weird um, but yeah i like the fact that he makes the the face of robotic in the cup and then that trucker guy just looks at his, like just ruins it just looks mm. at him like what the hell are you doing <laughs> like as a proper look yeah it gives him a smarmy look so donut more donut lord yeah yeah so here we go uh donut lord meets the uh, wife's sister again so Maddie's sister, I can never remember the sister's name, uh, the stereotype of all black women in modern film, and it annoys me, it annoys me no end, uh, and this is why, and I know this is slightly political, and I know we're not supposed to be going too far into these, but it is starting to wind me up now, we're told constantly about how racist society is, and how bad it is that there are certain um, you know, certain archetypes and stereotypes, and that's fine. I'm happy to learn from that. I'm happy to, you know, move forward. The problem is, a lot of this talk comes from Hollywood, but Hollywood are the ones who are still doing it. this type of character. Let's be clear as well. This character goes back to the 1950s, 1940s, 1930s from Tom and Jerry. Mm. And you, she does it in one line, which is just James Marsden's character's name. Thomas? Yeah. Now, we've been told that the fact that Thomas's owner in Tom and Jerry, being a black woman who's clearly from a lower economic background, and all she is is scared of my can Thomas, I'll go, no, Thomas. And that's, her, that's her, the whole character archetype that they've built Did you, for that character. I don't remember ever seeing Tom and Jerry's owner. You, you only see her legs. Right. Yeah, it's very much a precursor to what they did later on in Dexter's Lab. Uh, not Dexter's Lab. Uh, oh, you're same, thinking of yeah. uh, Cow and Chicken. Yeah, Cartoon Network stuff. Same difference. Uh, there's, <laughs> I'm not up with the kids uh, from 20 years ago, but there's <laughs> actually I didn't I watch Cow and Chicken, so I should be ashamed of myself. But these, anyway, so they, they've done this archetype constantly, and we've been told how bad this archetype is. You can't do this sort of character anymore. But all modern iterations, like this sister-in-law. As she was in the first film, is is, yeah, she's the big black lady who is incredibly brash, just decides she dislikes someone because why the hell not? Says, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. No sass. And uh, I mean, I've seen this character a million times in films that I like as well as films I don't like. But it, to um, be fair. Uh, films I don't like would include Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. The character in that is just that character. It's just that character again. Um, yeah. Wild Hogs, the wife of Martin Lawrence, even though she's not 
fat in that film. She's still the same sort of, oh, hell no, you don't, all that same shit again. Yeah. And I'm but like, this, this is the problem, isn't it? Is it? This is, I'm assuming the screenwriter for this was a white guy. Uh, I, I, don't I don't know. know. But this is the way that, this is the problem that they're trying to get on top of, isn't it? Is I was actually having this conversation the other day with, mm. um, uh, with a, a friend of mine who's really into films and he was on about a film he'd just seen that had got these, that same exactly this where it's a white screenwriter mm. writing just cliche awful black character dialogue yeah and uh so for example the black character in that film had literally the end of every sentence was the word motherfucker right um and i, I and i said to him jokingly but serious that is the stereotype i think that when white writers try and write black characters they literally just go well if it's a male we'll add motherfucker onto the end of every sentence and if it's a girl we'll just have a say oh hell no every now and again um and it's like it needs to stop like yeah i've seen this character too many times but but i have an additional thing on top of this so forget the fact that it's racist for a minute um literally and i mean this none of the Hawaii scenes need to be in the film. No, all we needed to see was James Marsden and his wife go to Hawaii, yeah. and then maybe a little bit towards the end. But yeah, we'll come to the, that. There the, is a whole sequence. There's a whole chunk, isn't there? There's a whole chunk, yeah. which bogs the film down. Yeah, it, it doesn't does, need to be It immediately there. needs to go. No, I'm watching a Sonic the Hedgehog film, I don't need to and see you're giving Hawaii. me 20 minutes that have no Sonic in them. Yeah, no Sonic, no Tails, no Knuckles, no Eggman. Yeah. Like, so, like, and it, yeah, we'll get to that. It, it, it is the worst part of the film for me. Oh, easily. Easily in the worst landslide. part. Um, but, well, yeah. The, uh, one last thing on the racism point. What annoys me so much is that there are two black female characters in here, in this film, and within the first one, which is James Wallace's wife and her, and her sister. Um, the sister is a black stereotype, and she seems to get all the lines. But I'm like, but actually, James Wallace's wife is not a stereotype. She's, you know... Yeah, Maddie's a good character. Maddie's a good character, I don't mind. Develop that one. You know, develop... The, and Or, if anything, if you could... Like, and the thing is, in the first film, her sister, like the sister-in-law, or the, her, Maddie's sister, was just a minor character, like that appeared in two, three scenes, and that was about it. She was kind of a throwaway character. Yeah. In this, because of the extraneous scenes that don't even need to be in the plot, she's given a, a slightly more central role. Yeah. But they've not given her any character development whatsoever. No. And it's like, so you've you basically... Well, we made... don't even get a... Re- I mean, I don't want her storyline in the film anyway. No. But we don't actually get a proper resolution to her storyline anyway. Well, we kind of do, but it's just like, oh, we can't be bothered with this anymore. We're moving on. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to the scene. Um, but it'd be like, uh, like, even if you liked this type of character, I'll tell you what it'd be like. Imagine if... Uh, so you've seen Family Guy. Uh, bits and bobs, right. yeah. You know Herbert the, pe- uh, Herbert the Pervert? The old guy. Yeah, the old paedophile Who's guy. Who's like, ah, hey there, Chris. Um, so that, that guy. That was terrifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Emotion cuts the grass. Um, but it's, <laughs> I'm too good at that. Anyway, that character people mm. find funny. Are you a given tree or a receiving tree? Mm. My whistle's broken because I'm ill, um, but I will fix that whistle and then I will give you a better Herbert the Pervert. Um, but... <laughs> Anyway, that character people like, but he's one of those characters you only have in small doses. If you did a whole episode or hell, even a whole series focused on that character, it would not stand up. 
No. Because as funny as that character is in small doses, you can't extrapolate them because there's no depth to it. Yeah. It's just a one-note joke. This character is that. It's a one-note joke, and it annoys me that they haven't developed the other characters because they've given her more screen time, yeah. and it wasn't warranted. Um, I mean, they didn't have to be... like the, Inside the film, the reason they've gone to Hawaii is, is because it's her wedding. Yeah. But it could have just been a holiday. Didn't need to be a wedding. Didn't need to be yeah. a wedding. The wedding part only justifies her being there so that they can do the comedy bit later, which we don't want in the film. There is literally no need for the human characters in this film. No. The not pl- not the, past a certain point. The plot, more or less, still works out the same. Without them. Uh, without Not counting Robotnik, obviously. Well, yeah. Other he, than Robotnik. He classifies as not human, even though he is, because he's one of the original He's mainstays. one of the game characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, much better in this one, I do feel. He feels much more like Robotnik. Yeah, he, he gets the darkness of Robotnik a little bit more. I think that's yeah. probably natural as a progression for the character, but it, yeah. I'm glad that he went darker. Yeah, and um, I'm glad it, they changed the look. You know, he's bold, he's got the moustache. Yeah. Um, so, Sonic's now in his in the house alone with the dog, I suppose, but, you know, let's be honest, the dog's not a main character. Uh, so he's alone in the house, and suddenly all the power goes out. And he's like, ooh, cool, power's going out. And then everything starts going a bit creepy and the TV comes on, but the power's still out somehow. Yeah, and there's a poltergeist reference again. Who was yeah. that for? So, yeah, so he actually says, excuse me, we did not order a poltergeist, which I actually didn't mind as a lie. I thought no, it was I quite thought funny. It was funny. Um, and when the door, like, basically someone cuts the door lock off, the front door, and when it opens, there's Robotnik. Uh, you know, he, he has returned. Um, Sonic goes to attack Robotnik... Because, you know, why not? The guy's a villain. And as he goes to attack him, Knuckles steps in front of Robotnik and punches Sonic, uh, knocking him back. Uh, And those two start having a fight. Now, you've probably seen elements of this fight in the trailers, if you've been keeping up with the trailers. Um, That's where I think a lot of the Sonic versus Knuckles footage comes from. Um, It's, you know, a relatively good fight scene. It's Mm. clearly plot-based. It's not actually like a... You know, like a proper fight scene. We get a, we get something a bit more like that later. There's just a few, basically, knuckles knock Sonic through a couple of walls. Um, but I do love this line. Love this line from Jim Carrey. Uh, ooh, it's so good when diabolical evil lives up to the hype. Yes, that was a good line. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is a good line. Uh, Tails then hits Knuckles with the police car. Yeah. To, uh, pulls Sonic into the car and drives away to try and get him to safety. I liked that line as well. Oh, God, what does Sonic say? Is that when Knuckles is chasing, he's running after them, isn't no, he? No, no, no. Just before Sonic gets in the car, he's, he's not going to get in at first, and mm. then he's just like, oh, what the hell? I can't remember what the line is. No, I don't have that one. It was a decent line. Though. No, fair enough. The one I, the one I have noted down is, while they're driving away, and Knuckles is still running after them, Sonic says, who is Clifford the big red rage monster? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Knuckles and Tails are very fast in this film as well, aren't they? Yeah. Because I noticed that when Tails flies at the beginning, um, he just... He just covers ground, doesn't he? Yeah. And we should, ass. We should note Tails is played by the actual voice actress. Yes, from the video games, from the which game. is a good move because she sounds... She's like it's, It always annoys me when they cast women as young boys because you can always tell they're women... To be fair, her voice isn't too bad. They have to do it, though, don't they? Because grown men do not sound like young no, boys. No, but they could hire... Because your yeah, balls they, have dropped and yeah, your voice has I mean, broken. most women that they hire don't sound like young boys. That's the bit that annoys me. Um, 
No, it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. I hate it when it's just a woman using her own fucking yeah, voice. I'm trying to think yeah. of examples. I'm a little boy. No, uh, you're not. Nancy Cartwright does a good job as Bart. She sounds... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm talking about like the, the, I like it when it's done well, and I mean, and this character does it well. And I, that's I kinda, why I'm glad they didn't recast, because if they'd done like Natalie Portman as Tails, you'd be like, I, no. I, I kind of have to defend the decision to do it, because we've done it in an upcoming episode of Haunted. Where we we could we could not get a little boy actor, uh, like we could not get one, so we um we just got a twenty year old girl to play the. I mean, the little boy. It's easy. You just go down the park with a bag of sweets <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and a van <laughs> with blacked out windows, blacked out windows, and a mattress in the back. Oh God, <laughs> that's pushing it too far. Sorry, yeah, I apologise profusely. Um, okay, so there's a there's a worse line here where. Um, Tails basically introduces himself and says, they call me Tails, can you guess why? Someone's like, because you've got two Tails. Like, oh, I knew you were so smart. And then there's a couple of back and forth, but essentially it comes to the line, a butt copter. Tails mm. laughs, he's like, oh, butt copter, only Sonic the Hedgehog could say that. It's like, yeah, so, it turned, so what we learned that we didn't know in the first film yeah. is that Sonic actually is known on their home planet. Like yeah. he has a reputation as being an apprentice of Longclaw. Which is weird considering he left when he was like three or something yeah. like that. It's, yeah. yeah, they don't really explain that or why Tails has uh, the ability to see all the way to Earth. Um, from his bedroom or whatever it is, mm. um, they kind of just sort of bounce over those. It's like whatever will get us to the point we need to be at for the film, yeah. which, you know what, I don't really want to know about Tails sitting in his room watching Sonic for fucking hours and hours on end, so I don't mind. Step over the story elements. Um, Eggman then gets to Agent Stone uh, at Mean Bean, at the Mean Bean Cafe, and he turns well, into... Uh, f- just before that, we obviously, they end up escaping they fly off and Eggman and Knuckles formally make an alliance don't they yes because Knuckles has made reference to the master emerald which is quote ultimate power (laughs) which of course piques Dr. Robotnik's interest I do like that Um, as well that Knuckles doesn't obviously catch the fact that because he's been led to believe that Sonic is the main is the person who's trying to gain all the power and use the power yeah. like you know for illicit purposes he just completely has a blind spot for Dr. Robotnik who clearly only wants it for one thing yeah um, um, and you get this, this is the start of a recurring joke throughout the film which is whenever Knuckles shakes someone's hand he breaks their fingers yes Yes, and like, yeah, how, so he's, yes, Eggman goes, oh, now, you know, we shake, we, we uh, close hands around each other, just, you know, to form an alliance, to formally form an alliance. So he does it, crushes Eggman's fingers, and he has to pull, like, two of his knuckles back into joint, doesn't yeah. he? But then, as you say, later on, he does it several times, but when he does it to Agent Stone, uh, <laughs> he does it to Agent Stone in this scene, <laughs> see the delight on dr robotnik's face which yeah. i really liked <laughs> uh, I, I liked robotnik's suit up scene as well yes that was quite the a good... upgraded uh suit yeah yeah and then when he comes out and he stood in front of the army of robots that i was like this is the robotnik i want yeah i still think we still would like some more diverse badniks but i would like more diverse badniks and i would just just you know wanting representation for my own people i wish eggman was actually fat um, i mean yeah if, if he retires you might have a chance hey i'm going bold i can do it you can be robotic 
I could. I think I could. I've do got a robot pair of goggles me. we can put on you. I think I could do Robotnik I if I shave my head and put the mustache well, on. Yeah, I'm. Sure, yeah, I reckon you could do a, a very good Robotnik. Yes. Can, now, but now you have to watch Jim Carrey and try and imitate his performance. No, I'm just going to copy Sonic Adventures version. <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> my name is Doctor Robotnik. Get a load of piss. Uh, you did that joke last time. I know. And, and actually, no, because I'm actually going to pull you up on this. <laughs> you handily, you very handily put the actual sound clip in the episode. Yes, I did. So to people can it. hear for themselves. No, but you did the opposite. You disproved yourself. No, I didn't, it, sounds it doesn't like, sound anything like it. It sounds like getting a load of piss. It does not. Well, this it is clearly where, says this. This is where this, no, it doesn't. It clearly says piss. Get a load of this. Get a load of piss. Right, I, I anyway. would demand that you put a poll on our Discord. <laughs> Or on Facebook or something. Uh, no, no, you are wrong. So an alliance is formally no, formed. No, I know I'm wrong. I'm just winding you up with it, Jamie. They turn up to Mean Bean, where Stone is. And is this where Stone was prepped? No, this isn't. No, no. Yet. So he gets his new egomatic at this point. He hasn't actually gone to Mean Bean himself, sorry. He called Agent Stone, didn't he? Uh, and Agent Stone drops the, the pod off that gives him the upgrades that you just mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, this is, he texts him the code is prepare my latte, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah, he's got the new Egomatic. What's the Egomatic? It's his flying machine. Oh, his floaty chair? Yeah. I've, I never knew it was called that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've always just called it Robotnik's floaty chair. Oh, no, it's called the Egomatic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, it looks much closer to the one that was in Sonic 3. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's got, the, it's got knuckles, knuckles can hang off the side of it. Which is awesome. Yeah, no, I admit that looks really cool. Uh, So we then cut back to Sonic talking about, you know, Longclaw and all of the, you know, gobbledygook going on. The map then glows blue and changes. Uh, And I can't wait to get this on Blu-ray because I want to see what it changes to. Because obviously the map that was in the first film makes a short-lived return in this one, Mm. um, showing all the worlds and it had like the Saturn planet and things like that. I want to know what it looks like when it changes. It's meant to show Siberia, but I'm wondering if there's an actual Easter egg hidden on that secondary map. Um, but yeah, it basically, it tells them that the Master Emerald is on Earth. Uh, there's like a, a hologram. Uh, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm your your only hope. Yeah, I, it did. I thought of that as well. I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Um, which yeah, I don't know. It's kind of. I mean, it worked for the film, yeah. so fine. Uh, uh, Chaos Emeralds are a bit different in this to how they are in Sonic Adventure. Yeah, in so Sonic Adventure, there's seven Chaos Emeralds plus the Master Emerald. Yeah, whereas it turns out in this film, the seven, ma- the seven Chaos Emeralds are merged together to make the Master Emerald. Yeah. Uh, which is an interesting, different take on it. Um, yeah. Though, having said that, the Chaos Emeralds have been changed in almost every single... Yeah, well, there's only six in the original game. So the first game only had six. They added the grey one, I believe, which was the seventh one in the second game, you know, because now you've got the complete set. Uh, And then in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, they added the Master Emerald. Um, If you look at Sonic CD, they use the Time Stones, I believe, so you don't end up with the the Emeralds at all, but they kind of have a similar purpose. Weirdly enough, Sonic Spinball, I think there's 12 Chaos Emeralds in, because I think there's three in every level, and there's four levels. So there's like, but they're all blue and they all look the same. It's it's just obviously, it's not canon, but it's just oh, Sonic Spinball. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed Sonic Spinball. Uh, Sonic Spinball is a game that every now and again I'll get an urge to play. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. I haven't played Sonic Spinball. I'll start playing it and I will have fun for approximately eight minutes. Oh, really? And then I will remember how fucking infuriating. Oh, it is, yeah. It's annoying because you don't Spinball have direct control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with I'm. 
pretty much fine with the first two levels. Mm. And then that third level, I find, takes me fucking Oh, ages. the machine. The machine is a ball like The final level's hard as well. Because yes. there's a level select, obviously. You can uh, put in a code and jump to yeah. it. Did you know um, Sonic Spinball, there is a very brief original release of Sonic Spinball um, that was quickly swapped out with the more standard release and it has one change in it and it is literally the um title theme music because oh. the original release had the but with the instrumentation of sonic spinball basically the composer made it and as it went to, as it started getting produced somebody was like you know we don't own the legal rights to that yeah that's with Masato Nakamura you've cleared that no <laughs> so they had to quickly change it for the unique theme tune that some people had also um, you know the options menu music which mm-hmm. is really horrid like you're like oh Jesus Christ just turn it down somebody fixed it right that's actually not badly made as a song the issue is is that it's coded wrong and it plays the wrong instrumentation in the wrong order this is what it should sound like like uh, sorry it should sound like a you know a decent enough piece of music but because of a coding error it goes really weird and starts right. playing it all wrong which is why it has that really grating fucking sounds like you're playing an electric guitar which with a violin sound like the right game it sounds like the, it sounds like music from like doom <laughs> yeah but it's because it was, it's an error yeah. it's just a coding error so as i say the map changes to uh, apparently siberia i only know that via dialogue i didn't I could say say catch what was actually on the map itself however at this point, I know I made this note. Four Seasons is the new Olive Garden because I noticed it had been mentioned repeatedly like Olive Garden had in the first one. Yeah. Now, Olive Garden later on does make a comeback. Oh, yeah. Oh, can't let that Olive Garden go because, you know, you know what Olive Garden is, don't you? When you're there, you're family. When you're there, you're family. But in this, it looked like Four Seasons had paid the money to the marketing. Like, oh, but we've got to do a reference to Olive Garden. Oh, I'm sure on it in with that character and have everyone else talk about Four Seasons for no reason. Stop it! Stop doing it! I did, don't need Pizza Hut in this. Like it's weird as well that it's Olive Garden and Four Seasons. If this was in the nineties, it would have been Pizza Hut. Yeah, like it was in uh, Wayne's World. Yeah, <laughs> but that was actually mocking marketing in film. Um, while they're in Siberia, Tails and Sonic enter a bar, uh, and I know this is a reference, but I don't know what it's a reference to. They're dressed, the way they're dressed is a reference to something, but I don't know what it's a reference to. No idea. No, me neither. The only thing that I can think of, and I could be wrong, I haven't compared it yet, Sonic and Tails, Sonic in um, the British Sonic the Comics, Mm -hmm. known as Fleetway Comics, he used to dress up a bit like a penguin so that he wouldn't be recognised. And that outfit looks very similar to what they're wearing in this scene, but that's the only reference I can think of. That I might could, be it. I could be wrong, but that's the only thing I can think of. It may not even be a reference. It may just be what it is um, to cover them up. But at this point, 
I now I know at this point because I love this line. This is a Knuckles line that I love. Uh, so Sonic, uh, sorry, Eggman and Knuckles enter the Mean Bean Cafe, and uh, we have Agent Stone helping them out with stuff. We get the hand crush that we mentioned earlier. Uh, but there's a point where Eggman has uh, essentially like this hologram over the top of this desk showing what their plan is like their plan of attack and the fact that he's going to trace sonic mm-hmm. oh that's it because he, he he traces sonic's call while they're in the bar sonic receives or gives a call to donut lord and uh even though in the phone in, in text messages sonic is saying uh basically i'm still at home and chilling and like, let me know where he is he's at home and Eggman's like, yes, but I know he's lying because I've triangulated his call and it's coming from this area of Siberia. Yeah. Um, so, in, and he brings up this little hologram thing. Oh, yeah, while the text message is coming up, you've got the three dots where someone's waiting to reply. And yeah. you've just got Knuckles dot, going, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and like, why are we working with this idiot? <laughs> Um, but yeah, after that, there's a, it, he's got this table, like the hologram coming out of the table, and there's this little tiny hologram Sonic on it, mm. and Eggman's pinching it, going like, I hate him, you know, I'll crush him with my bare hands, blah, 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 he's like doing this pinching motion, thoroughly enjoying himself far too much, uh, and then Knuckles punches the desk, to like and breaks the desk yeah. uh punches down like where he's broken the desk the the uh, hologram disappears and he just goes tiny magic hero destroyed <laughs> i like that line jamie i thought it was funny now this is the bit that i didn't this is the other bit that i didn't like so we had the the I'm, party in the house i must have been wrong thinking that their outfits were a reference oh, i really? cannot find anything on the internet about what they're a reference to no okay. so i must have been mistaken my apologies no that's fair enough i mean some it is full of references so it's hard to imagine that there isn't one somewhere with yeah. um yeah but so this is the other section. So I said there were two elements of this film, which I don't re- don't dislike that they're there per se, but I'm just kind of like, because uh, I've seen it before. Um, and so the first one was the, you know, 90s kid at home party dude with Sonic in, on his own. This is the other one where it turns out that, you know, basically Tails tries to stop the Russian guys there from killing them. Um, and calls a challenge. Mm. And so the challenger comes along and he's this muscular guy, looks like he's been through uh, several prisons in his time. Yeah, but it turns you out. You think there's about to be a big fight. Yeah, and it turns out he just. He, he, basically, it's a dance off. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, I don't need another dance off in a film. Um, so I think this is the point where Sonic shows Tails the floss, and I'm like, that needs to die. Uh, I'm, it's not even popular with young kids anymore. Stop putting it in. Isn't it? I don't think it is. That's thing. How would we know? It's not popular. How would we know? I mean, it was never popular with me, to be fair. But I'm pr- fairly certain. That's like, because Fortnite is garbage. All right, no, no, no. I know it's not popular with kids anymore, and here's why: because Harambe was a massive meme, and it lasted only three months. So Harambe the, f- the gorilla. Yeah. So the fact that because it was a meme dance, the fact that this meme and no one does it on TikTok anymore. No. So I don't think it's popular. That's because TikTok is also garbage. But the, yeah, exactly my point. They're not even doing it on TikTok where you it's find garbage. your garbage. So the floss. I don't think the floss is popular anymore. And that it was in the first film. And that was what three years, two or three years before. 
2020, so yeah, two years. Yeah, ago. two years before. So they've it's turned a, this one around quite quickly, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had, I suppose they had all, so, several of the pre-built assets because they'd already built Tails and Sonic, so they only needed to build Knuckles. Uh, yeah, they have a dance off, and then after they finish their dance off and win, Sonic and Tails curl up in front of the fire. And I actually thought I put noted here that I thought they were quite sweet. I thought it was quite a nice, sweet little scene. Uh, they then find, when they go, go further into Siberia, they find a massive giant Aldor. And this is where we find out that the Seven Chaos Emeralds were combined into the Master Emerald. Uh, and then the huge owl statue gives them this compass so that they can find the way, which now is becoming very much uncharted. Uh, <laughs> I funnily enough, I thought that. Yeah, it's like, oh, we found this underground tomb. There's a big thing. Is this the where we're going to find the Master Emerald? Oh, no, but it's where it'll show us the compass. That will so, take us to the location of the... So, you know, oh, it's, it's uncharted again. So let's see, but... Bet, who'd be a better Knuckles, Idris Elba yeah. or Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> uh, okay, so it would depend on one thing only. Right. Are they in real life and are they going to a pub? Because if it's real life and going into a pub, my money's on Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that man beat bitches up while he was <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> no, I mean voicing the animated Oh, I see. Okay, that's a different question, Jamie. <laughs> I st- I'm, I'll be honest, I'm very happy with my, uh, Idris Elba in this. So, uh, I like Mark Wahlberg, but I don't think he's got the, the time bar that would yeah. suit Knuckles. Oh, no, he'd be terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think Ben Schwartz does a good job as... I feel really bad for Ben Schwartz, because he doesn't get... He's the star of the film, but no one knows who he is still. But he's being overshadowed by names like Jim Carrey, James Marsden, and Idris Elba. Yeah. And you're like... I, I tell you what, To though, be fair, though, I think he's going to have a consistent career, oh, which I think might be more than several... To be fair, he, other actors um, might be able to say he's got a couple of. Uh, do you remember on the last episode I said that he was in Parks and Recreation as a yes, character? and he was also in Space Force. There's a couple of his vocal ticks from Parks and Rec that he has brought over into this film, right? Like the weird habit of singing the last word in a sentence. When oh, okay. he, like, I think there's a bit where he goes, "Oh, Robotnik's back! That guy is the worst." Yes. He catches that all the time on Parks and Rec. He was always singing the last word of a sentence. So with the compass from the statue, uh, Knuckles and Eggman appear and basically start destroying the entire cavern. Uh, So Sonic has to destroy one of Robotnik's flying units and uses a piece of it as a snowboard. Uh, So he says to Tails to go higher, fly away, basically, and he goes low, snowboarding down the mountain. Knuckles does the same and gives chase. Uh, while Eggman gets the compass, and he actually shoots Tails. Mm. So Tails now collapses, and this is the point where you and I were like, oh, here we go, this is the Detective Pikachu moment, like where, you know, oh, the new cute one is going to die. Not the new cute one, no. Um, and it, is, it starts to get played that way. It does, but they don't follow through on it completely because of... Obligatory Marvel reference in this scene as well. Oh, right. Yes, they mention Disney, don't they? Uh, No, when Knuckles first starts snowboarding as well. So he goes, oh, great, it's the Winter Soldier. Oh, that was it. That was it, yeah. I don't know why they... Because this is Paramount. Why are they referencing Disney? Because the MCU rules everything now. Even our souls. I mean... To be fair, the MCU would have been smart if they ended it with Thanos. Yeah. So it literally vanishes them all out of existence, yeah. and then they just reboot. <laughs> but anyway. Um, this is a fine scene. It's a fine enough action sequence. Jim Carrey was 
uh, suitably villainous, which was yes, good. Yes, he was. Um, and although we, although don't get me wrong, I do not need the Miami scenes at all. This next bit that's coming up, it was fairly humorous. Yeah. So Robotnik has a line: "New friends, same pathetic weakness." Uh, Knuckles then starts to realise who that Robotnik may actually only be after power. Yeah. Uh, we then uh, Sonic has to. So this is it. Yes, sorry, because we should touch on that though. Him and Knuckles have a Sonic and Knuckles. I mean, mm. have a brief exchange where we get a bit of sympathy for Knuckles. Yeah, this is where we learn that he's the last Echidna, yes. and that Longclaw's tribe fought with the Echidna tribe for years and years and years yeah, for power. Uh, and the, yeah, it was considered that the Owls had kept the Emerald from them. Um, uh, in in order to dominate themselves, but they yeah. just locked it away. They just didn't want any echidna to have that much power. Yeah. Um. So Sonic calls while while he's snowboarding down. He's carrying tails on this snowboard. Being chased by an avalanche. An avalanche. It's, just, all, it's all very ice cap zone. Oh, very ice cap. Or, or uh, yeah, no, he's ice cap zone in Sonic Adventure as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's so he phones up Donut Lord uh, and says to him, "Look, I need you to use the ring I gave you." to uh basically let me get me to safety so he sh- turns the phone so that donut lord can see the location he needs to think of when he throws the ring he he ends he has to punch out the the groom doesn't he this because he's accidentally was, gave the wrong ring did, back to a kid did you as part of it it was so when, staged when he did the switch with the kid earlier on it was obvious it was i was like so at some point he's gonna try and use the ring and it's gonna be it's the real wedding, wedding ring yeah yeah, it was so obvious. But how did he make that mistake? Like, why was he carrying both in one hand anyway? It made no sense. Um, but so he he does that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we've skipped a really weird scene. I can't believe we skipped this. Sorry, very quickly flashing back. Probably because it's one of the wasted Miami scenes that we didn't yeah, need. Yeah, I tried to avoid the Miami what was, scenes. What was the really weird scene? Because we've talked before about how this this film had a weird problem with masculinity in the last... Oh, what was it with the... The um, volleyball the... scene. Like, yeah, where, yeah, basically, where James Marsden is getting hit, hit in the chest with the volleyball. Yeah, by and a... they're trying to act like James Marsden's a pencil neck, and then, yeah. but like Marsden's in great shape. Like the, even no, the no, bit yeah, yeah. they so do a bit where he flexes where he his biceps, yes. and it's and meant to be like, oh, I'm see. small. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was so um, funny because okay, so the fiance in this, Jeremy, is, is it? I think so. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, he's he's absolutely ripped. I mean, this guy's yeah, shredding, amazing shape. Um, so he's like this big ripped black dude, and he just walks up and he's like oh, you need to get ripped like me, you know, get in shape. Yeah. And James Bond goes, oh, I don't know. And he does like the gunshot shot to show how weedy he is. Is he great but you shape? can see his massive yeah. biceps. Like, then, he's not weedy though. And these are, really, these are really weird. And again, not that there's anything wrong with homoeroticism, but there's a really weird homoerotic thing between Jeffrey and his friends. Where he's like, they're yeah, my squad. They're I'd be squad. dead without them. And when they're when all he like, said that, I thought like, they were going to be like an oil, oil on unit, each other and were. stuff. Yeah, it was just they? weird. Yeah, so, and he also has that moment where he goes up to Tom and he's just like, like he goes up to James Wells and just like, uh, you know, she doesn't really like you very much. You need to do better, man. And it's just like, what? Like who? The oh, literally going to get there because old Jeffrey's a bit of a fraud. Yeah, I know. But I was just like, if it, if it, literally if I was Tom, I'd be like, and who the fuck are you? Yeah, <laughs> like literally, Mister Five Minutes. <laughs> What do you know about, like, because he's only been in the family for five minutes. I made, it much, I made it much dirtier in my head. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
<laughs> and I was, I was wondering where the fuck did you get that from? It's this the no five f- minutes. Yeah, I was like, oh, you're get- thinking of sex? Yeah, oh. I, I was like, where are you getting that from? There's no sex scenes in this film. Was how long it takes them to get oiled up? I assume <laughs> <laughs> for volleyball. Um, but yeah, so we've had all of that. We then Sonic comes through to safety, but takes brings the avalanche with him, which crushes all of the guests and uh, obviously the bride and groom in snow uh, before the portal closes. And this has ruined the wedding, as you can imagine. But at this point... You're in Miami, wait five minutes, the snow will melt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then we get the point where, because Sonic has now appeared, and he's trying to help Tails, he then gets shocked by, like, a taser. And when they turn around, all of the wedding guests are armed with tasers. All the ones on his side of the family. Right, yeah. And yeah. it's just like, oh, uh, what the hell? And then we get the military general who... From uh, the first who, Yeah, from the first film. The one who actually hired Robotnik and then came in at the end with the Olive Garden voucher. Um, you, you've got to have him back. You can they, ima- they literally refer to him as, hey, it's Olive Garden guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he comes back. And this this whole sequence... All it serves is to introduce that gun exists. This could have been done a lot quicker and better elsewhere, but they've decided to do it here um, just to try and give this sequence some form of relevance to the the plot. The next 10, 15 minutes or so don't need to be exist. Yeah. Yeah. So so gun, as they are now, take uh, Sonic, put him into a cage and take him away. Uh, they leave Tails. For some reason, they want Sonic, but they couldn't give two stuffs about Tails, who's clearly another one no, like him. No, they put Tails in a cage. I don't think they do. They do. I, I remember seeing Tails after they've already carried no, Sonic off, mate, lying def- on the floor. No, they definitely put both of them in cages. Mm, they will- 100% put both mm. of them in cages. I will double-check. Uh, but I, I, I Because then again, she's like, oh, look, the little fox guy left his backpack behind. Yeah, but and I didn't get know his what- weapons okay. out of it. All right, well... Either way, it's, yeah, so James Marsden is then arrested because he attacks them to try and stop them taking Sonic. So he's arrested, he's out for the count, Sonic's out for the count. Knuckles and Robotnik now have the compass, so they're doing that, they're nowhere near this scenario. Um, so we've got no enemies in this scenario. We have, uh, the three main heroes are sort of locked away. That leaves James Marsden's wife, Maddie, and uh, her sister. Now this is the worst part of this film should be chopped didn't need to be here serves nothing uh because essentially they could have done this bit and then have them see what happens after this sequence and sonic just go for the goal uh but they added this crap in anyway so they decide that they should be the ones to go and save sonic and everyone else well actually maddie wants to go and save sonic and everyone else her sister just wants to go and slap randall jeffrey no it was randall I remember now, because she goes, Randall! She's screaming Randall at the end of the film. Isn't she screaming Jeffrey? She's screaming Randall in the version I watched. Did we watch the same film? <laughs> Pretty soon she was chatting Maybe Randall. Randall. It must be Randall. I don't know where I've got Jeffrey I from. I think she was also it screaming for Hopkirk. For who? Hopkirk. Hopkirk? Yeah. Randall and Hopkirk, deceased. What are you talking about? Okay, you've never seen that TV show, okay. It's a TV series called Randall and Hopkirk, deceased. Is that the detective who's a dog and he's got a rabbit for a friend? No, that's no something but that sounds Max. interesting. That's <laughs> Sam and I'd Max. like to know more about that. Yeah, no. No, it's not a video game. Randall Hopkirk, Deceased, was an old late 80s, early 90s TV show. Right. Where you had one guy who was a detective and his partner, who was also a detective, he's dead but follows him around as a ghost and helps him solve the crime. 
Look up Randall Hopkirk disease. This is ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> they decide they're going to go on this uh, saviour cra- uh, crusade by themselves, using Towsy's toys that just so happen to do the things that they need them to at the right times. Um, plot devices. Yeah, plot devices. And However, we also have, again, as I mentioned earlier, it's just the stereotype of angry black woman. I'm going to slap the taste out of his mouth. I'm going through some stuff and just going like, just literally very broad, very big, isn't it? Very over the top. Very, I've seen it a million times. Can't be asked. And in the end, they managed to pull Sonic out of the cage and then they talk to the general guy and they're just like, because, okay. So right at the very end of this whole sequence, I don't want to go into all that sequence because it's rubbish. Um, so uh, knuckles and Robotnik, uh, managed to get the compass to the island that they need to get to, mm. put it in the ground, and it opens up the sea, and there's like a Fucking temple under the sea. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this massive beam of green master emerald light shines from space mm. all the way down into the temple. It's visible basically across the planet. And uh, when they see that, they then turn to the jungle and go, you see that? Now do you believe us? And he just goes, oh, all right then, and lets them go. So this whole bit... Yeah. Just like if you could have removed the whole lot, Sonic arrives with Tails. Let the vet wife, Maddie, do some CPR or something to save Tails just to get around that because they never actually resolve how he recovers, he just does. He does, yeah. And conveniently, Sonic's... as soon as Sonic leaves, yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, plot timing for that. Uh, it would have been just a case of you see the green line come down with knock from knuckles and Eggman, and sonic now knows it's time to go cut the whole sequence yeah um because yeah it's just unnecessary the just pointless. A bit, the film is a bit long at two hours it didn't need to be too full well hours. it didn't it, because of the miami scenes the miami scenes like literally should hawaii. have just been they got hawaii it was hawaii yeah. wasn't it they go to hawaii it's just a holiday nothing extra no sister-in-law none of this other ball and while they're there oh. yeah uh <laughs> What's his name? Save Sonic using the ring. They see the beam of light and they go to the beam of light. That's it. Story much, much quicker. And you've saved a load of chaff that does nothing for the story. Um, I'm making this sound like I hate this film. I really did enjoy it. I just sort of. That I did. That was the bad part. That was the worst part. So we're over the we're over the we're over the hump. Um, so this is where Sonic now needs to reach the beam of light, but the oh. the, the ocean has kind of the pathway to yes. this underground te- underwater temple has sealed back up. So Sonic actually has to run across the water to reach it. Yes. As, as we know from the game, Sonic is uh, water is Sonic's arch enemy. Yes. Something I do want to add here quickly, just to end the crappy saga of the of, of the wife thing. It is Randall because I noted it down here. Um, the sister-in-law finds Randall and he takes a taser for her mm. uh, and Murr, he loves her and he's always loved her and he, he did you know he's very sorry for having lied oh so yeah there's that awful line yeah, in that, where he goes that's the resolution of their story yeah. like, nipped up in like two sentences well, just to get rid of them uh, yeah because she never you never find out if she forgives him or not do you no she, I mean, she um, kind of smiles at him I think that's the idea yeah, that's it you that, never see her again there's that awful cringy line where he goes I did the one thing you're never supposed to do on a state uh, on a yeah. undercover mission what's that fall in love and i was like now i I love romantic films but i I don't want that in a sonic the hedgehog movie no and again like we could have cut the whole lot just made them be on holiday and the film would have been no worse for it in fact it would have been better for it so anyway as you say sonic has to run across the waters um sprint the whole way across um 
But while he's doing that, we cut to dumbass Carl, who has gone to Mean Bean uh, to try and just get his normal daily coffee. Mm-hmm. He's put a red light on his head and because uh, he's the sheriff and he's cycling he's seg- everywhere to save He's on a Segway, isn't he? Is he on a Segway? I thought it was cycling. Oh, I thought it was a Segway. Might be a Segway. I, I wasn't really paying attention. I just know he looked like a knob with the yeah. red light on his head. Um, when he realises it isn't open, he kind of semi-forces his way in yeah. after looking through the letterbox. And this is where we find um, Agent Stone uh, on his computer looking at the Robotnik Boutique. Robotnik, R-O-B-O-T-N-I-Q-U-E. So, like, the ending of Robotnik is spelt the same as Boutique. Mm. Um, and he's looking at... Basically, it's a weird Smithers element to it, where he's basically got Robotnik's head, and he's swiping to show different body designs and outfits for Robotnik. Mm. And one of the ones on there is his traditional Sonic 2, like, Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and Sonic 3 costume. Yeah. Even with the rotund round belly and gut yeah um so it's it's interesting that they left a, a like a breadcrumb to it in the film well this is where i had a uh, it's in the mean bean is where i've got a uh a continuity error yes. if you notice the eggman logo that's on everything mm-hmm. it's the one from the game so it's the round face with the big teeth the spiky mustache yes. yeah it was on the rock right at the beginning as well wasn't it yes yeah, yeah. um w- but this version of Eggman is not fat, so why is the logo so of a fat, fat guy? Uh, <laughs> do they know that he's going to get fat at some point? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It, I, I don't think it's a plot hole per se, but it would be interesting for them to answer why they've got fat Robotnik on everything when he has never been fat canonically in no. this particular series. Um, yeah, I'll put here pointless scene, but I think they do have a reason for Carl to be there later, so... Uh, but yes, yeah, so Sonic runs across the water, uh, and we have Robotnik and Knuckles running through the temple. Uh, and as they're running through the temple, they're getting like they've got all the stereotypes of Axes, like axes, yeah. arrows, spikes. Yeah. And there's a great line, a, a great line from it's, Jim Carrey. I, think I, know this I don't want to die like this. It's too derivative. That's a great line. Great line. I, I, I also actually did like the one where he goes, okay, I've worked it out. There's a trap every seven set, and then yeah, an axe comes through. Yeah. And it cuts like a few hairs off of his moustache. Yeah. And then he goes, that one was a bit early. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sonic enters the temple uh, behind them and basically has to play catch up, but because he's Sonic, he will make it. Uh, when they get to the end, uh, Knuckles and Robotnik, they see the Master Emerald is on the top of this plinth. Mm-hmm. Because uh, wonderful, this is kind of what I've been looking for my whole life. As he moves forward, this is the point where Robotnik is planning to betray him. He doesn't just yet because Sonic turns yeah. up, but he's planning on betraying him. He's like setting up this electrical trap thing to trap Knuckles, uh, and he goes, "Sadly, you're as much used to me now as a backstage pass to Limp Bizkit." Yeah, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" I was it's like, "Such a great line." I was like, "Seriously, who is that reference for?" Because that's for me. Because at the risk of sounding very bad to people, literally, no one gave a shit about Limp Biscuit in two thousand three. Definitely, no one gives a shit about. I think Limp that's Biscuit the point of the now. joke, though. That's the point of the joke because he's saying he's useless to him now. Yeah. So yeah, well, you're as much used you... to me now as a backstage pass to Limbiscuit. No one wants it. Yeah, but no one wanted it back then either. <laughs> no, it's true. Well, maybe he did because he rolling, 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 rolling. Well, I know that Cannibal Corpse were in the first Ace Ventura film purely because Jim Carrey stated he wanted Cannibal Corpse in his film. Did he? Yeah. 
I know he's a bit of a rock fan, isn't he? Yeah, because he, is, yeah. he um, so I wouldn't be surprised a, if he did like Limp Bizkit back in the day. Yeah, he did an appearance a couple of years ago. He did an appearance on stage with Alice Cooper. Oh, nice! Uh, where he back when you remember when Jim Carrey went through his beard phase, where he grew yeah. a really big beard, and he did the eye makeup that Alice Cooper does, and they sang "I'm 18 <laughs> together, oh, which okay. is the first big Alice Cooper hit. Nice from the, six, from the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, that Canadian man, he can do the rock, man. Um, so Sonic and Knuckles have another fight because Sonic inter, uh, intercedes, uh, and someone has this line. Now this is possibly a worse line. Will he? Oh yeah, that's it. So while they're fighting, just at the beginning of it, thankfully not the whole way through, Robotnik narrates a little bit of the fight, mm. and he says, "Will he lose the quill to live?" Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, so that's a possible for worse line. Um, we've got Eggman takes the emerald. And the temple collapses on top of them. Knuckles then gets stuck under a rock. And as the water comes up over him, so he's going to drown. Sonic uses a rock to get himself down to the bottom and helps Knuckles lift the boulder off of himself. And as Knuckles swims to safety, Sonic realises he can't swim. He's got no way of getting up there. During Uh, the sequence, he does breathe in an air bubble. I was going to say, don't forget, he does an air bubble. Yep, that's a nice reference to the uh, classic games. I kind of wish it did, though. Sound. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, but I think that may have given everyone in the cinema a heart attack. I do wish, because there's a few bits of music from the games, I do wish they'd made more more of that music into the score. Yeah. Not literally, don't play literally 8-bit music, because that would obviously be terrible, or 16-bit music, but, you know, do a modern instrumentation of, like, marble. Like, when they were going through that labyrinth, I was like, why is it not playing Labyrinth Zones music? That's what it should be playing right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I was was surprised they didn't use anything from Lost World, the music Mm. from Lost World in Sonic Adventure, while they were going through the temple while it was still in one piece. Yeah. Because it was like, this is very clearly Lost World, like, inspired. Yeah. So, like, why is there no... I do wonder if the reason that they're jumping to SA2, it seems, in the next film, is because they kind of done SA1 in this one, even though they kind of haven't. Cause yeah, they, they, they kind re- of haven't. Because they, they kind of, they've done half of it. They've done the uh, echidnas being wiped out. They've done the water in the temple uh, and, you know, chaos with all the water coming out and stuff. Yeah. It's like, they, so they've done a lot of references that would yeah. connect it to Sonic Adventure, but they haven't done the actual main narrative itself. I think for some reason Sonic Adventure 2 is just more remembered as well. Um, it's definitely, I, I don't know if it's sold it's better a, than Adventure I one. think it's a more straight storyline which I, probably helps. I definitely know more people who know Sonic Adventure 2 over Sonic Adventure 1. Oh, but hopefully that is the way they're going. I mean, at least not, in Sonic Adventure 2, go... you don't have to worry about fucking watching Big go fishing. Exactly. That that might be the reason that they decided uh, to skip SA1. And, and hopefully they don't go, oh, we're skipping SA2 as well, and we're going to give you a storyline based on Shadow the Hedgehog. I mean, that, that's the film we've all been waiting for. With um, Doom and stuff. Dude, what I, are you doing, I, I, do, I do think what they've cleverly done, given Jim Carrey's comments about how he might be retiring, mm. they've very cleverly left it so you could do the next film without Robotnik. Yeah, uh, so we'll get to that in a minute, yeah. but yeah, he, he kind of disappears. We're writing it towards the end of this anyway as we go. So he saves Knuckles, uh, and then Tails comes along in the tornado, uh, and Sonic invites Knuckles to join them. Eggman teleports to the Mean Bean Cafe and is surrounded by Gun. Yeah, the, all this stuff with Jim Carrey having superpowers. This is my last main gripe right, with the film. Yeah. 
I fucking hate it. Just have him use the emerald to power the Death Egg robot. Yeah. Do not... Why are we... Why is he the super... Because <clears throat> that yeah. never happened in the game either. Like, Sonic yeah. becoming supersonic, Tails becoming super Tails, but they need, they need the super emeralds for that as well, uh, and Knuckles becoming super Knuckles. Those are canonical in the games. I know this doesn't follow the game canon, and it doesn't matter either way in that yeah. regard, but there's kind of a reason we never got a super Robotnik. It just looks bad as well. Like, when he's actually... I know I'm jumping ahead slightly, but the stuff in the cafe doesn't look too bad, but when he's actually in the robot and he's floating in mid there and he's doing the movements yeah it's such bad green screening mm. and you're just like what it wasn't a, i've seen worse green screening it wasn't like bottom of the barrel yeah. like it doesn't look like the new death on the nile film i need to see that uh, no i've seen clips from it my god like it's because it's what if they green screened in that uh so anytime they're not on the boat Really? Yeah, so there's there's a couple of scenes that someone shared on Twitter where they're like at the pyramids and having a couple of scenes there. Mm. Uh, Death on the Nile is a crap story anyway, by the way. I've performed it on stage. Right. Um, it did not originally have Hercule Poirot in it either. It's like, not a Poirot one. This one is. They No, uh, I know, but yeah, the original origi- story is not a Poirot originally story. Originally, that, that character was taken up by this um, religious canon guy who was like sort of the, the, the strong, high-headed guy trying mm. to find the answers. It, because that play was so crap, they uh, Agatha Christie rewrote it oh. and added Hercule Priorow in to try and make it more sellable. I see. Um, but yeah, the story in itself is garbage, yeah. uh, and like, so it's just it's just because of who's directing it. Yeah. That, you know, it's um. I mean, it's, it, it's not like it's done well anyway. Bear in mind, it had its release date delayed. Because did you see the first one, Murder on the Orient Express? Oh Christ, no! I I, I, it was a sequel. Yeah, this is a sequel. Um, he did. He played Poirot in Murder on the Orient Express right. a few years ago, that which I, go well. I saw it at the cinema. And uh, bear in mind, I didn't know the Agatha Christie story. No, uh, I guessed the ending. I guessed the who did it. Um, <laughs> right near the beginning of the film. Yeah. Uh, and it just generally, it wasn't a, it was one of those films, have you ever seen a film that's not, like it's made competently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not technically anything bad about it. Yeah. It's just fucking dull. Yes. It was like that. And I imagine, that, actually I say there was nothing bad about it. No offence, Kenneth Branagh, because usually I think you're a great actor. His Poirot accent is unbearable. It's such a caricature. Right. I don't know if he's improved it at all. But my my point was, um, it would have looked much cooler. I personally would have preferred if it was just Robotnik with loads of levers and buttons and he's piloting the the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been so much cooler. So Robotnik uses all of Gun's tech, uh, which includes all their trucks and things like that. So Gun is now properly introduced into the storyline. Thank God they told us what Gun was explicitly earlier on, like we need to know. I can guess... That uh, like some an organization called Gun with the army general from the first one that has loads of military trucks. It's probably a military organization, without needing an entire scene in Hawaii to justify it. Do you not think though, when Eggman's got the Master Emerald and they ex- they explicitly say a couple of times about the film that what the Master Emerald does is it turns your thoughts into reality, don't they? Yes. Um again obviously we don't want this copying the mcu i've already moaned about that but i'm about to suggest it copies the mcu right you you watch it and you're like okay so you've given your lead villain this is the reason why you shouldn't have done that you've given him all that power 
how come Eggman doesn't just snap his fingers and Thanos Sonic Thanos Sonic which to be fair from now on I hope you realise any film where the villain is given ultimate power my answer is going to be why didn't they Thanos them yeah yeah I mean it's a valid question though isn't it because he just uses it to sort of tickle people with electrics yeah Um, and then build a robot. Yeah, so he builds look, look a massive really cool. mech. The yeah, robot so, looks all right. Yeah, so the massive mech is a unique design, but it's very it has a lot of design shades of the big Eggman robot at the end of Sonic Three and Knuckles, um, like the big Walker robot that yeah. then you know yeah. So it's got a lot of shades of that, but it is its own unique design. As, and as the well. robot's fat as well. Robot's fat, yeah, because again, it's Eggman's fat, except yeah. for he's not. Uh, but <laughs> in a minute, there is there is a reference that is both the best and worst reference I think I've ever seen in a film, rivaling the Jill Sandwich now reference. In a minute, okay, man. Well, I don't think I've got a reference here. The, oh, okay, there's so, no way you missed this one. Okay, there's so no way. The only reference I've got. So Eggman builds the mech. He uses like. He's, he basically uses a mustache masher to smash the uh, the tornado out of the air. Uh, is this the reference, the Sega Genesis manual? Yeah, that they yeah that they use to read. It's, it's both the best and worst reference yeah. ever. It's ham fisted, so... but you know what? I'm fine with it. It's the grin on Agent Stone's face as well, and the fact <laughs> the camera's straight on. Yeah. It, it literally feels like it was a reshoot where they were just like, "Let's add this in." He's like, "It's in the manual. It's a Sega Genesis yeah. cover." Uh, but I must admit. And by the uh, way, the reason it, we say Sega Genesis, even though we are from PAL regions and should say Mega Drive, is because uh, the book, the manual is actually a Sega Genesis one because of the style of the logo. Yeah. Um, yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, what I will say, though, because we've been a bit negative, I'm going to give this a positive. The moment where you had Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles on the Tornado, that was, that, awesome. that was nostalgia that's moment for me. That was wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. That was... Um, so Knuckles punches the emerald out of Eggman. I did find that quite funny. He just punches yeah. him square well, in the chest. The whole bit with them um, on the floor as well, making their battle plan. Yeah. Where they're like, we've got to stick together, use your brains, your strength, my speed. I'm glad I they liked... didn't do the song from Sonic Heroes because I would have killed I myself. Don't. I was going to say, yeah, with the bit where they were stood on the rubble yeah, and then yeah. they start running. In my head, I was literally going, <laughs> in my head, I was like, I know it's too cheesy, but really... This would be the moment to have it start being like Sonic Heroes. No, or, I hate it. Weirdly enough, I love most of Crash Four is Sonic music, but so, the, the Sonic Heroes music just no. Or, or g- too give cheesy. us or give us Open Your Heart. I'd, I'd love Open that. Your heart, I'm fine with it, but uh, they're gonna have to save that for the next one because that was Sonic Adventure Two's music. No, oh, no, it wasn't. It was Sonic Adventure One. You're right. Yeah, Live and right. Learn is Sonic Adventure Two. Which Jeff Fowler, I'm begging you, contact Crush Forty. I'm sure they probably need some money because they haven't had any decent songs in ages. Um, I wash your mouth out with soap. Well, they, when what was the last good Sonic album they did? Uh, well, I don't know about album per se, but I know that they were on the Team Sonic Racing soundtrack which i'm sure was garbage no because no. from sonic so from sonic heroes on the soundtracks to sonic games have all been shit no yes no 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 no. um you are misunderstanding uh where the legacy of team sonic racing uh is from sumo digital in the uk and the soundtracks to sumo digital's works have always been stellar what is team sonic racing team sonic racing is a new game where what sonic new now game, new yes because I played Sega All Stars Racing. Yeah, so you had Sonic, you had Sega, uh, Sonic Sega All Stars, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. Yeah, I played that one. Yep. Then they, well, actually, that wasn't even the first one. The first one by Sumo Digital with the Sonic, with like uh, the whole Sega theme, was Sega Superstars Tennis. Yeah, played that one as well. Amazing. It was and not. Oh, it was. 
Oh, I won't have that. It's a tennis game. Yeah, it's an amazing tennis game. And have you? Why are the tennis games? I don't want tennis games. Well, you're an idiot. Do you know what you should have if you want tennis games? You should buy a racket and go and play play some real fucking tennis. No, yes. No. Have you played the Have you played the multiplayer modes on Superstars Tennis? I think you already know I don't play multiplayers. That's where you're missing out. The multiplayer is amazing because it's not just no, no. It's not just tennis, right? Mm. There is several modes on there that are just hilariously fun. There's one where there's a House of the Dead mode. Right. Where uh, basically you have up to four players with rackets and you have to hit tennis balls at zombies. At zombies. Well, before they get to you and kill yeah. you. <laughs> I would rather have an actual Sonic story game, though. I mean, that's that's not in Sumo Digital's caveat. That's always with Sonic Team. Yeah, yeah so. So, so fuck Sumo Digital. No, Sumo Digital are better than Sonic Team. How? Because their games are better. Are they? If they're only making sports games? No. If you're making sports Mate, games... like, that doesn't equal quality, does it? No, here's my new logic. If you want to play a tennis game, go out and play actual tennis. If you want to play a football game, go out and play actual football. You want to play Call of Duty? Go and fight in a fucking war. I'm kidding. <laughs> go sign up to defend Ukraine. <laughs> this is getting a little bit strange. You want, to, you want to play Halo? Become a space marine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a bit far. Although, oh, that's give, that'd be you, pushing the line. Only because the technology don't exist, but you give old Elon a few more years. <laughs> uh, now he owns stakes in Twitter as well. But no, in all seriousness, to be Elon fair... Hansk. The UNSC yeah. from Halo. To be fair, if, you, if you're someone who enjoys games like racing games and tes- uh, yeah, yeah. tennis games and stuff, that's fair enough. It's just not something that's ever interested me. In my opinion... Well, you'll have to play them anyway. In my opinion, there's been no good Sonic soundtrack since... I mean, Adventure 2 is the last great soundtrack. Sonic Heroes has a few good songs on it. Uh, mainly Chaotix's theme and uh, Dark theme. Um, I quite like that one. It's a couple we're of good songs, but... We're all trapped in fire. I thought you were going to say, no. we're all going no. on a summer no, holiday. We're... What about Shadow the Hedgehog? That is, a that is fucking atrocious. That's a great soundtrack. Shadow, I'll tell you what Shadow the Hedgehog is. No, no, actually, I'll tell you... Uh, no, you are wrong. You are wrong. The best soundtrack Sonic's made for a very long time, despite the fact that the game is utter garbage, Sonic 06 has one of the best Sonic soundtracks. It is the but, best But how could anybody game. possibly know? Because no one gets past the second level because well, the game's you, so you shit. buy the CDs. Why the, what kind of sad person does that? Look behind you. I have an Don't outru- you dare tell me you've got that. I have an outrun CD box set there, Afterburner. Rory. What? It's signed by John Sonoy. Rory. Oh, well, that's probably worth some money then. Yeah, you could use that to get some funding for... Uh, uh, oh, God. Don't tell me I'm having a stroke. Okay, you're not having a stroke. Human cargo. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not looking to sell them. But... F- fund human cargo with Sega money and then Sega and then money. claim it was... F- and then forget the copyright, just stick Sega's logo on all the posters. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't sell my stuff then, would I, if I'm let getting them, money from Sega? Let them make the tie-in video game. Human cargo the game. You know what? I might do a film called Daytona USA and I think Sega would be the perfect brand to do a tie-in video game. Mm. I've got this idea for a, a film called Sega Rally, and oh, I think that God. Sega might have one. We have, we have, we have very different, uh, <laughs> we have very different tastes in uh, video games. Video games sometimes. Well, so yeah, well, I love racing games, and you hate them, so that's yeah. always going to be one difference. Uh, Not a fan of games where I don't get to brutally murder things. I mean, that's that that I'm puts kidding. you in a kind of a niche. I'm kidding. Technically, though, you should really, really love Puyo Pop or Doctor Robotics Bean Bean Machine because technically, when you pop the beans, are they not dying? Yeah, I know that's so it's genocide. Isn't it? I tell you what, I always thought it was a disturbing game. Dig Dug. 
Oh, you literally popping people with air. Yeah. It's a great game. I love Dig Dug. Dig Dug's great. Yeah, I've got it on my Xbox. It's great. Um, anyway, let's carry on with the film. <laughs> Complete sidebar there. So, um, Knuckles, as I say, Knuckles punches the Emerald out of Eggman. Uh, Sonic take, gets hold of the Master Emerald, but it breaks in his hands back into the seven Chaos Emeralds. Which are very tiny. Very tiny. They're incredibly small. Um, and as Robotnik's... And he's now got James Marsden and Maddie next to him because of reasons. Yeah. Um, and as Robotnik's... Now comes the most predictable scene in the entire film. <laughs> yeah. So Robotnik's putting his foot down in the massive monster to, like, ro- robot, and he's going to crush them all to death. And as the like the... the emeralds start to circle around sonic as the foot comes down and they all die and that's the end of the film well what did you think of the film Jim? <laughs> so uh yeah as as you can expect Golden everyone light. thinks that they're dead and then all, all of a sudden the the leg starts moving up and supersonic's underneath lifting the foot upwards yeah so i have a problem with this spec <laughs> yep only a minor one um don't wrong, great seeing Supersonic. Mm. No one calls him Supersonic, which was a bit annoying. But a um, little bit OP. A little bit OP, don't you think? Supersonic. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. But <laughs> now OP. he is unbeatable now. Having said that, no, you're right, actually, because in canonically in the games, Supersonic can die. Mm. He can die from falling into a, a bottomless pit yeah. or by being crushed. Yeah. So technically, he should well, still be dead. This was my thing. Supersonic, as far as I was aware, one of his powers is not super strength. It's super. Uh, he gets even faster. He kind of has super strength in that he's invincible. Mm. But except for being crushed or falling down a bottomless pit. Uh, right. But other than those two things, he's invincible. So you can run through bad nicks without spin dashing. Right. Fair enough. So he has. I think he does have extra strength. Um, but yeah. I, I also, he can push through breakable walls without spin dashing. Right. So he is stronger. Because it fair enough. Because it seemed a bit OP when Eggman hits him and the arm just shatters. Yeah. No. I, that, think that... I was a bit like, what kind of villain can they possibly do in the third one now? Because now that. This is your problem. It's your same super. It's your revenge. Once you've problem. got, a, once you've got a super ultimate, undefeatable power. Yeah. How do you put that back in the box and never use it again without yeah. people going? Why don't you just use the moon? Yeah. You're gonna have to have someone destroy the chaos emeralds or something. Yeah. So, uh, Sonic release like, after he's destroyed Robotnik's robot. Um, he then pushes Robotnik's robot over, and as it tipples over, he goes, "Oh, so it's gonna be like that." Uh, and he falls over. We never see. We don't. Ooh. And he goes, "We're not friends." Yeah, we're not friends. Uh, he doesn't. We don't see Robotnik after this point. So you can presume he's been crushed to death in the film. Probably hasn't. Uh, yeah, but it, you don't see a body, so he no. can always come back. They've clearly left it. Yeah, vague. Gun. Gun. Uh, in a following scene, which I haven't written down, um, they actually state that they've looked everywhere, and then while they found all the rubble, they haven't found the body of Robotnik. Um, and, but yeah, again, we'll get to that because that's part of the after scene thing. But they haven't found the body of Robotnik at all, uh, which suggests one or two things. Either he is, you know, they can either not bring him back, which would be silly because he's Robotnik, uh, or they could they could bring him back as Jim Carrey, which would be the preference. But if Jim Carrey won't come back to do any more acting roles, they could recast. Um, With and he, me. Yeah, and they could say that, you know, the reason he's uh, so disfigured is because <laughs> they could say that the reason for the changes is because he was disfigured and had to be kind of rebuilt after yeah. he was after the act like the Sonic defeated him. Uh, 
And then, yeah, then we get to the ending. They all play baseball. Now, this is the scene you didn't like, and it's a scene I really did like mm. uh, with Knuckles. I thought it was funny. Uh, they're trying to teach Knuckles how to play baseball. And the scene goes on too long is the problem. The joke, the joke is funny at first. Yeah. And the whole him being uh, blank to... Like, he's very literal, isn't he? Yeah, he's very literal, um, and it's all for the honour of the warrior. Yeah, the the joke gets played too long, that's the problem. Okay, no, I can I can appreciate it. I think I'll agree with you on that. Sort of towards the end, when he gets back on the truck, it's like, okay, shut up, Knuckles. Yeah, my chariot. Um, my and, chariot. And the fact like, they forget- he, there's no way he'd call it his chariot. There's no way. I know, they wanted, I know they wanted an ending joke, but there is no way in hell Knuckles would have left the Master Emerald behind either. No. No, no, you're right. Um, so there's... Yeah, you are right. The ending does do it a slight disservice there but i did find it funny i like the bit when he's uh, when he's like hits the ball and then he starts running to each base they're like oh you have to you know go to each base and he's like but if my if my, the end game is where i started what is the point in the journey yeah. and then he hits the ball and he does run he goes he i have conquered it, the first he? yeah and then he goes i have conquered the first base the i have base dominated the second base yeah. and it's like actually i really appreciate that i thought that was funny um and then there's, before we get to the post-credit sequences, an animatic again. So the first film had an animatic that was very similar. It was done in the pixel art style of the games. They've done a similar job with this one. They've updated it a bit, modernised it a little bit, so it's not quite as one-to-one. The actual Sonic sprite in the first film looked basically the same as the Sonic sprite in Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Yeah. This one, it's a lot more modernised. Uh, but there is, I did notice one cool element, uh, when Super Sonic flies towards the screen briefly with his fists forward in almost like a, a semi like gliding pose. pose. Yeah. That pose I believe is a straight rip from the Sprite at the end of, I think it's Sonic three. Okay. Um, it's either Sonic two, Sonic three or Sonic three and knuckles. Um, but yeah, he has, he does that same pose, I believe right. at the end of one of the games. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, and then we get to the post-credit sequence. Uh, Gun looking at the crash site. As we say, they can't find Robotnik's body. Um, we see that Stone has infiltrated Gun. He's one of the guys that he's got wearing like a balaclava mask yeah. thing. Pulls it down to reveal that he's infiltrated it. Um, and they say that while they were removing all traces of Robotnik from sort of the military system so that he had no more, no way to sort of return and, you know, get all of his devices back or take any form of control. They found, um, something weird in the system, uh, something that hadn't been deleted and they went, uh, and it, apparently it's a black site, uh, some sort of military black site. It's like, Oh my God, not project shadow. And then you get a glimpse of shadow himself. Yeah, so we, in they, a container. Thing. Yeah. So shadow's model is pre-built. If he's not in the third one, it'll be a weird ending. Uh, <laughs> said that's where they're going. Uh, and that's basically the film. That's yeah. the film. Happy, jolly times. Jamie, what was your overarching view of the movie? Um, so it's not perfect. It has some flaws overall, though. I enjoyed this more than the first one purely because this one feels much more like a Sonic film. Yep. Although it's still got flaws, like we said, none of the Hawaii scenes need to be in this film. Um, Having Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles together feels... I know in the first game it was just Sonic, but I I feel like from Sonic 2 onwards, 
Sonic never feels like Sonic when it's just Sonic. It has mm. to have at least Tails. Um, so having those three together and having Robotnik feel a lot more like Robotnik, because yeah. he looks like Robotnik now. You can tell why um, they've sort of sidelined the human characters. It yeah. really doesn't feel like it needs them anymore. It doesn't. Which was uh, always the danger going forward after the first film. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed this one more because it hit more of my nostalgia centers. <laughs> and generally I had more fun with it. Um, Jim, there, there's Jim Carrey is nowhere near as obnoxious in this film. No, there's no massive dance sequence or anything like that that he does. No, he, I think he does one little bit, but it's not very long. Isn't it? Yeah, um, perceptible. So I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, not perfect, very predictable. But I've also got to remember that I am really I'm older than the actual target audience for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. It's it's a recommend from me. Very nice. Um, I'll join you in recommending it for sure. I really did enjoy this film. It's easily as good as the first film, if not better. Um, for the same reasons that you've stated, the characters feel more accurate, having more of them. I I enjoyed Idris Elba's Knuckles more than you did, so that is even a bigger plus for me. Um, the Hawaii scenes were really pointless. I wish they were chopped. Um, but I I I do think that there could be a little less leaning on obvious established tropes. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't just mean the racist trope with the sister-in-law, but I mean also the, you know... Comic book stuff. Comic book oh, The stuff taken from Risky Business and, like, with Sonic Duck, like, Sonic's home party mm. and uh, the other bit where they have the dance-off inside the Siberian bar. That made no yeah. sense. Um, and um, I know it's meant to be, oh, my God, I can't believe it's... A, it's a, like, mate, this has really stayed. Like, if you're going to do something like this, you have to. it has to be shocking. In order for it to be shocking, it has to be new. And this isn't new. Yeah, and I do think if we're going to get a Sonic 3, which isn't confirmed yet, I don't think... Not um, confirmed, no. But I'm sure like, they'll I'd, do it if this, is, if this sells well. I, I'd love to see more variety in the main enemies. So whether it's Robotnik's bad necks or whether it's gun robots, yeah. I, I don't just want shiny white spheres that look like they've dropped off of GLaDOS. Yeah, again. I think that's... yeah. I'm, whichever way they go, you're right. It needs to be a bit more unique. I mean, having Shadow as an antagonist for the third one will probably be uh, a really good way of jazzing it up. I wonder, I do wonder if they'll bring in Rouge because bear in mind, like to, to to fill everything out for um, like Sonic Adventure 2 storyline, you need Sonic, Tails and Knuckles. They're already established. And then for Team Dark, you need Knuckles and Shadow who are already established. Uh, Eggman and Shadow. Yeah, same difference. And Robotnik and... Did I not say Robotnik? No, you said Knuckles instead of Eggman. Right. Same difference. And Rouge, yes, you're right, you need Rouge. Because interestingly, the amount of now established characters they've got, the former established characters, are not a woman among them. Yes, I've heard a lot. I was was reading some... uh, I was reading some fan theories and things fans want, and a lot of people want Amy in the next film. I don't see how she'd Um, fit in. Rouge would fit in better. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Amy is in Sonic Adventure 2 because she's kind of a pivotal part because, let's not forget, Amy is the one who causes Shadow to turn conscience. Yes, that's true, In the last story. If they're going to do Sonic Adventure 2, I want them to do it. I want the Eclipse Cannon. I want the Final Hazard. I want Gerald Robotnik. I want the whole thing. I want the scene with the President where they're in the limo. uh, and And it should be actual Joe 
Joe Biden, because let's be honest, that man is so confused now, you could probably just put him in a limo and put men in green suits in there with him, and he'd be like, <laughs> well, what's going on here? And they'd be like, there's a madman pointing a space laser at us, and he'd be like, well, that's not good. Yeah. Anyway. We've got to find some way to deal with um, the space laser. Now I'm doing more of a Bill Clinton. So I've, I've heard a rumor. I doth not know how true the rumor is or how well it might go down with people. Uh, there is a rumour doing that, as I don't know if this is purely someone speculating or if it's someone who's heard something from someone in the production team, but there's a rumour that they're actually going to make an alteration to the character Shadow. Right. And Shadow is actually going to be a combination of Shadow, the one we know from the games, and Metal Sonic. Right. So there will not be a separate Metal Sonic, but Shadow himself will be a cyborg. Right, okay. Mm, okay, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they... I mean, again, it's it's just a rumour, so it's... Yeah. I'll take it as uh, with as much... As big Sh- a pinch of salt as Shadow can up. definitely go two ways. I tell you what I want if they do do Sonic Adventure 2. I want the moment from the game where Eggman nearly kills Sonic, where he puts him in the space capsule and fires him. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, I want mm. that moment. Fair enough. I must admit, it will give me, it will trigger my nostalgia buttons the first time I hear someone yell "Chaos Control." Chaos Control. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, last thing we need to figure out on this then is worst lines. Uh, the options we've got is "Don't panic. This is only a drill." A butt copter. I think it's the quill one, to be honest. Yeah, will he lose the quill to live? I think that's the worst line in the film. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, most of the lines are all right. Um, and yeah. I mean, I'm not going to quote anything from the sister-in-law because I actually think that's all bad. <laughs> that's just all bad. It's not even, yeah. So um, we're going to go with, will he lose the quill to live as, as the definite worst line? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's all good. Uh, yeah. In which case, so you've got a double recommend there from us guys. Uh, it's a worthy they don't happen often. No, certainly for a sequel as well. Mm. It's the first, I mean, to be fair, we've not done many in a, in a, in a row yet. Um, but, is this only the third time we've both recommended? We both recommended Welcome to Raccoon City. So when it comes to double recommends, in the first season we only had one, which was <laughs> which Welcome, Welcome to Raccoon, to Raccoon City. City. And honestly, I might take if we were to do a rewatch of that that one, I might take it back. So yeah, uh, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. We had Detective Pikachu, Uncharted, Sonic the Hedgehog. Now Sonic the Hedgehog Two. So that's five. And there's uh, two potentials, though it depends, kind of. Um, Mortal Kombat, I recommended, and you said you'd recommend, but only to cheesy B-movie fans. And then Dead or Alive, you recommended, but I said I'd only recommend to cheesy B-movie fans. So there's two potentials, five definites. Yeah, wonderful. And that's seven out of 25. Which actually is a higher hit rate than I expected. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, don't worry, it'll come down soon. <laughs> we'll line up a few more shit ones. Well, oh no, I forgot, sorry, we both recommended Video Game Earth Force. No, we did not. We were both in full agreement with Video Game Earth Force. Did that much garbage. is true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're Papa Poo now. Let's move on. What's next week? Next week's episode is Halo Legends. So... Oh. Uh, after that might be the Halo series, depending on if we can get it. If we can't, then we'll fling you something else. I've got a few things in the near to view pipeline anyway. I'd like to get some of the sort of slightly more niche stuff because we've done a lot of very pop reference stuff. Um, 
you know, Resident Evil, Sonic the Hedgehog, Free Guy, Shenmue, Uncharted, Detective Pikachu. You know, we've done quite a lot of the big hitters. I'd like to do a couple of the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. And even Halo Legends, even though, you know, maybe that in itself isn't a heavy hitter. It's part of Halo, which is is in itself a heavy hitter. So I'd like to try some stuff like Fantasy Star Online 2, Power Stone, Ballistic X versus Sever. Mm-hmm. Give them a try. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Hope you guys have all really enjoyed listening to it. As always, please do like, share and subscribe if you can. That really helps us out. Feel free to join us on Discord uh, where we have some wonderful conversations and share some wonderful trivia about movies and things like that. Uh, I recently shared some interesting production information from Resident Evil Code Veronica that people people enjoyed listening to uh, you can also find us on twitter on facebook and as rory previously said there are some video versions of some episodes which are available on youtube so you can go there and we will see you next time for possibly halo possibly something else kind of hope it's something else because i fucking hate halo peace out bye Game-